What's up? We're going to have a special, special guest today in Ryan Shazier, former first-round draft pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, two-time All-Pro linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, standout at The Ohio State University, author of The Walking Miracle, uh, an unbelievable father, an unbelievable friend, and a great husband in Mr. Ryan Shazier. So get excited, strap it up, and we're ready to spend some time with you today. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. We got Ryan Shazier in the house, and we're going to talk a little bit of business today. And so, Ryan, no stranger to the studio over here. Thanks for joining us, my brother. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be so here. So we, we're wrapping up uh, year one in the business over here, uh, starting to transition into a different role with uh, with the agency as a partner in the agency over here. Tell us about your first year here uh, with the agency and, and how that went and uh, what you got for us coming into the new role. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. The, the first year was, was a big learning curve for me. It was a big lesson for me. And the reason I say that is because just understanding the business, just diving deep, understanding building the team, understanding how to lead people in a different in a different way, just understanding the business as a whole, you know. So I, I was really excited about it. Um, one thing I am happy about is I, I did make good money in it. I, you know, I, I was able to help grow a team, and I had a lot of solid people around me that really taught me the business really well. So I, I think any business that you get into, you have to really understand the dynamics, understand the situation of the business to be able to succeed in it. And I feel that the people that you put around me, the team that I was with, they really allowed me to grow. They really allowed me to have a good time, but they also allowed me to just understand how to transition, understand how to tell people why they should get into this business. You know, it's, it's really easy to advocate for something if, you know, you don't really know much about it, but it's a lot. It's a lot better, and it, it's uh, people trust you a lot more when they understand that you know the backbones of it and you know everything that you you're selling. So I, I really enjoyed my time. It, it definitely took me some time to learn what I was doing, but I'm, I'm excited about my new role. You know, being uh, partnering up with you in, in the agency, being able to just help help everybody in the agency, y'all, and just letting them know that I'm. I'm you know, I'm adding value. I'm I'm here to help. I'm here to help this thing grow as, 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 to as big as we can get. One of the things I'm most excited about, man, as you transition into the new role and, and partnership in the agency is is your ability to um, mentor young people that are transitioning out of sports. Mm -hmm. You know, the, I, I think people that um, had an athletic background, no, no matter what the athletic background was, seem to not always but seem to be the some of the ones that do the best you know here so you know i think when when you look at what are some of the reasons on that i can give you a laundry list uh list of, of some of the reasons i think that athletes you know do the best but from your standpoint you know i've been here for 17 years somebody that's you know been in the game for a year going on two years now why do you think that athletes do so well in our business. So the one th the one reason I feel athletes do so well in this business and it, it's the same thing when it comes to, you know, uh, servicemen and, and, and everything when it comes like that is just the understanding of hard work, the understanding of teamwork and the understanding of, hey, you get in what you put in. It, it's, it's rarely an athlete that works, that doesn't work hard, that becomes the best oh. or, or get what they want. 
is is rarely and and the people that are like that they end up burning out or they don't end up lasting as long. And that's not the guys that we want. We want the guys that understand, hey, you know, I worked my tail off. I got everything I wanted. Unfortunately, I didn't make it to the league. Unfortunately, I didn't make it to, you know, D1, D2. But, man, I know how to work hard. I know how to build a team. I know how to, you know, uh, enjoy my teammates. And and that's the reason I think that it, it works here because this is not a 9-to-5. And football is not a 9-to-5. You, you if you want to get it, you got to get up early. You got you to gotta do all the necessary things that most people aren't willing to do. Like, in football, I have to run into another human being. I can go outside right now, and if I do that to somebody, they'll call it assault. Or somebody will say, hey, man, what are you doing? They, they think they think you are crazy if you just go out there and tackle random people. And it's kind of the same thing when it comes to sales and it comes to insurance. It's like, hey, man, like to call people that you don't know and just understanding and teaching them the value of how this can – change their lives, change their family lives. No you know, it's, it's like football. It's like basketball. It's like track. You know, most people aren't trying to go out there and run all day. But you understand, man, if I run all day, it's teaching me discipline. It's teaching me hard work. And it's showing me, hey, there's something bigger in life. And I, and I think that, to me, I think that's why athletes transition well into this business because they just really just go back on the roots that they had in, in sports. When it came to just... You know how you put in the work? You put in the work. That's how you get the, the, results. the results. Speaking of which, you know, because you're no stranger to the to the grindcast, um, we had them put something out to the uh, Instagram followers to ask us any questions or ask you any questions. And, and I was going to go through a couple of those questions. And one of the questions was why uh, get into a commission-based industry? Why, why did you get into a commission-based industry? The reason I got into this industry, honestly, is because one thing I really love about this is you get in what you put in. And there's a I'm not saying there's anything wrong with nine to fives. You know, some people like working nine to fives, but to me, I like to say Devontae Adams. I like to say, you know, Patrick Mahomes. I like to say, you know, even I'm gonna I'm gonna use somebody that's not the the best of the best. I'm gonna use, you know, uh uh Joe Mixon. He's a, a, a great running back. You know, he's not the best in the league, but he's a great running back. And what I would like to say is when you put in the work, you get the results and you get paid for the results that you 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 do. And and to me, Devontae Adams, every catch he make, every touchdown he score, every reception he make, you see him on more and more commercials. You see him on more and more opportunities, and that provide more income into his pockets, into his family pockets. And that's kind of how I see the insurance industry. That's how another I see reason it. why I think athletes do well. Do well, yeah. Because you know, I I couldn't even imagine coming up playing college ball, going through all the work, and someone saying, "You know what? Um, we gonna just split your time, no matter how good you do this year. You gonna play two series. The other person's gonna play two series. You got no chance of beating yeah. those people out, no that's matter what happens." That's basically a nine to five. Imagine you watch. Imagine you watch the Chiefs or the Steelers. And it's like, all right, every two plays TJ in, and then every two plays is backup in. His backup might love it, but then TJ going like, yo, we're like, what are we doing? Like, why am I not playing? And then the fans going to be asking the same thing. Why is TJ not playing? So, to me, I think the the, the better somebody is, the more work they put in, the more opportunity they get. And Commissions for the people that, that, that are willing to bet on themselves. 100%. Saying that I know I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to grind. I'm willing to grind. I'm coachable. I want to come in instead of 
someone telling me I'm going to make 30 grand or 40 grand. I want to go make 300 grand. Yeah. I want to go make 500 grand. Today we were announcing, you know, some of the income report today and we had, you know, Joey was on there and made 18,000 this week. It's crazy. 20, 24 years old, been in here less than two years. 18,000. 18,000. He'll probably make a million dollars, you know, plus this, this upcoming week. So if he wasn't in a commission-based business, he wouldn't be making no money like that. So uh, that's the opportunity. If, if uh, another question they had is if you had to start all over, you know, in the, in the industry from what you've learned in the last year, what skill sets or what things would you work on to make sure you were successful in the business? So one thing that I will work on, and I feel like I have a, a, a natural, uh, I'm naturally gifted at this, but I will continue to work on this, is just the ability to be able to talk to people. And when, what I mean by that is everybody has a skill set. Everybody has a skill set. It just depends on if you know how to use it or you don't know how to use it. And what I would like to what I mean by that is because in this industry, you're talking to so many different people. And you have to understand that some people, they're in a good mood. Some people in a bad mood. Some people hurt, might have had the worst day of their life and you just gave them a call. Some people might have the best day of their life and you give them a call. And to me, I think if you understand how to read people, understand how to talk to people, it's going to be a lot easier for you to be able to understand how to approach people. But I think that's one skill that you have to continue to work on and that you can continue to get better at. And the one thing I would like to say, that there are people that are just gifted at talking to people, but you still have to understand the, the sales side of things. And, you know, you could tell you could be you could say whatever the person wants to hear, but once it comes to selling them and telling them about the benefits that you can provide to them, and if you don't know the business, then you so you uh, sol. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So to me, I think you know working on talking, but then also under understanding what you're talking about because there's a lot of people that are just gifted. There's a there's a lot of guys that's first rounders, but if you're not gonna put in that work. You only last for so long. And that's why I love this business because the people that work the hardest, the people that continue to put in the work, you see the results. So putting the work in, developing your 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 sales skill set so mm -hmm. you can sell. Yeah. And then putting the work in, getting uncomfortable, getting comfortable talking to people. Yeah. So you could just get comfortable talking to people. Yeah, just like talking to random people, talking to your friends, your family. Because a lot of people are, are very comfortable talking to their families. A lot of people are comfortable talking to their friends. But if you just go out and talk to a random person walking on the street, if you can get to uh, get a random person to have a conversation with you, that that means you're working every single day to get better at a craft. Because most random people, they're not going to stop in the middle of what they're doing to talk to a random person as well. Because no they're uncomfortable about it. No doubt. So if you can continue to work on that skill set, then that's that's something that can help you progress in this, in this business, for sure, if you know what you're talking about. You know, recently we just had the... Um, Tragic situation on the field with DeMar Hamlin that went, you know, the whole country knows about it. Just so happens to be he's from our area here in Pittsburgh. You know, he actually was was one of the people that took the kids from Steel City on a tour when we went down to Pitt campus and mm -hmm. uh, visited the football locker room and all that stuff. Our kids in Steel City are from Stowe Rocks. He's right, right down in that McKees Rocks area yeah. is, is where he's from. And he played at Pitt. And so the whole nation saw, you know, what was going on. Thank God. Looks like he's, he's doing a lot better. But seeing his recent adversity, you know, I'm sure you can relate, you know, as an athlete. What advice would you have for uh, that young man during his recovery 
and uh, have you reached out to him at all? Um, so I, I reached out to his PR person. I don't I don't really have his information uh, directly. And I was like, hey, if you know, if you need anything, if you need my support, I, I wrote him on social as well. Uh, or you, you want to talk about anything? I'm, you know, I'm here for you if you if you need anything. That's that's about as much as I did. Um, I also, you know, been praying for him. But the one thing I would talk to him about is just say, hey, one thing, just trust God. You know, no matter what, God is always gonna get us through everything. And then another thing is just you know, take your time and understand and know your body. Your body will let you know when and when you can't do things. So just continue to work hard, trust your body, and, and trust God because it will be days I'll be doing rehab and I, I don't want to do it, but my body was like, hey, you can keep going. And it's kind of like when you should work out. And you know in your head, it's like, oh, man, I should work out, I shouldn't work out. And when, you, when you're asking that question, you know you should work out. But if you've been working out every single day and you have that burning sensation, you're like, oh, man, like my body is dead today. I need to take a rest. That's that's what you need to take a rest in. So to me, with him, I know he's rehabbing. I know he's taking his time. But the one thing I would just say, hey, don't rush it, you know, and you just trust God because then they that's seems like you both have that in common, you know, to to see some of his posts and what he's put up. It seems like he has a strong faith. Yeah. In, in the Lord. And I know that was something that carried you through. Yeah, 100%. I, can, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for God. You know, uh, I, I want to first of all say thank you to everybody that prayed for me, that that wished the best for me. But secondly, yeah, I, to me, just God is everything. And, you know, some people get away from him. Some people don't believe in him. And one thing I would just have to say is just, you know, always – try to fight to continue to build that relationship with God because I always understand that the further I am away from him, the, the cloudier my mind is and I think about things I shouldn't be thinking about or doing things I shouldn't be doing or I'm making mistakes that I know that easily are mistakes I wouldn't make, you know. So uh, I, I would just say always, you know, trust God and just keep God close and um, he can get you through anything. Love it. Great advice. More questions from the Instagram folks that reached out. One of the questions they uh, somebody had was, if you're putting in the work and uh, you're doing everything that you need to do, but um, you see other people not putting in the same type of work on your team, not putting in the same commitment, not putting in the same activity as the rest of the of, of the squad, what would you say to somebody that's in that situation? They're out working people. They see themselves as a part of a team but they see people on the team that's not necessarily put in, putting in that type of work. So it's multiple ways of leadership. And, you know, one way is leading by example. If that person isn't following your example, then there's another way of leading people is, you know, by uh, not criticism, but uh, 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 not corrective action. But constructive it, criticism. Yeah, constructive criticism. You know, by, by basically saying, hey – you know, Johnny, you need to do it this way. Hey, Johnny, you should try it this way. I understand, Johnny, this is working for you, but if you're trying to keep it with the team, do it this way. And then there's then you have to have that hard conversation with them sometimes. You just say, hey, hey, Simon, today, you know, I'm just going to have to be completely honest with you. I don't know if you're going to be a fit for us right here today. And I'm not saying fire them, but just let them make the best decision. Yeah. Hey, you might not be a fit for us because the path that we're trying to go on, this is what we're trying to do. And – I don't see you working at a level of where we're trying to be at. So to me, I don't know if you're going to be the right fit for this company. And then most times people are going to think, oh, are you firing me? Or are you letting me go? It's like, no. All I'm saying is I don't think you're a fit because uh, for you to be prepared, like fit for this company. For you, you to go, keep up. For you to keep up, you're going to have to change. 
And I don't know if you're willing to change. So basically, you have to talk to them. Are you willing to change? Yep. Are you willing to make the sacrifice to work? To there's, a, the there's a book, old book, John Maxwell, 360 degree leader. Because mm -hmm. I don't know what perspective this, this person is asking. You know, as the coach, mm -hmm. what do you say? You know, mm -hmm. I think that's a good conversation as the coach, as mm -hmm. a leader of, of that. You know, here's the expectations mm -hmm. of the culture. Here's what we're going. Here's what it's going to take. And you're not putting in that work. So yeah. we got to have that conversation if, if this is going to be a fit for you. The other one is if your peers, if your peers, we're on the same team. All right. So if your peers, I'm putting in the work. I see my teammate not putting in the work. So if your peers, I feel like you should just go to them and say, "Hey, hey, Josh, I understand right now uh, that you feel like you're working working real hard, but I just want to really ask you, like, what is your what is your goals? Like, what are your plans? Because at the end of the day, I need to know your plans because this is where the team is trying to get." And I need to know your goals because I'm going to start holding you accountable to your goals because if this is how you're going to work, I just need to know. I need to talk to our leader because, I, 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 me personally, I think we need to go in another direction. You know, you just have to hold them accountable. You know, yeah. and just basically say, so hey. speak up a little bit. Yeah, speak up a little bit. and just Get on the same page get with on them. The same tell page. them, you know, we care about you. Yeah. And what I, are your goals? And I always we feel. got to align your actions with them goals. I always feel it's better, too, is to go to the person don't talk behind people behind it. Directly. Back. Go directly to the person and say, hey, Simon, hey, be honest, you my boy, but you got to pick this up. I, I need you to pick this up because right now this 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 is not where I think we should be out as a team. And this is as a brother. Me and you are doing the same thing right now. And I don't, I don't feel that, you know, you are giving us the best you have. And then, then another thing that, you know, is really important is most of the time when you let somebody get by with the actions, uh, it actually hurts the team more than, uh, no, letting, yeah, keeping a guy around hurts the team more than actually the, the leader, the leader keeping the guy around hurts the team more than actually the guy themselves. Uh. So if the leader is like, hey, man, he's Johnny, he's all right, let, let him, he's going to figure things out. He's going to figure things out. Joey over here is seeing Johnny is like, yo, he's slacking. Like, what's going on? At the, day, at the end of the day, they're going to look at the leader and it's like, you need to step up. And as a leader, if you don't step up and make a decision, then your team is going to look at you in a different – Start losing respect. Losing respect. For you a little bit. Losing respect for yep. you. So – is it, you're gonna have to make a decision, and uh, I don't know which, which. Speaking of losing respect, hopefully nobody loses any respect. But one of the, one of the folks on Instagram want to have some fun with you. Looks yeah. like they wanted to ask you, what was the worst trouble you got into as a kid? All right, so worst trouble I got into as a kid, I have a, um, I have kind of two situations. So one situation, and this obviously like my parent, my my father's a pastor, my mother is a stay at home mom. And they, they they raised me well. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm I'm truly blessed about it. So one situation, I went to Walmart with my cousin, and he had we we, we used to play like Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon or something like that. And he had like gave me some Pokemon cards. And he was like, "Hey, uh, your your mom bought these." But my mom always told me before, like, "Don't ever leave the store without a bag." My mom always told me that when I was a little kid. She's like, "I don't ever want you leaving the store unless you have a bag, like a a bag from the store." Because, I mean, you went through the <coughs> register 
with the bag, and then they give you a bag. You just right. can't, you know, you just can't walk right. around and take a bag, you know. So, so I mean, you you pretty much got your receipt, you left. He was like, yo, your mom bought these, so we're just walking around. And he gave me them, and he's like, all right, just put them in your pocket and walk out. Basically, your friend, my, it's my cousin. Oh, your cousin, he and set you up. He kind of set me up, but it's like I was being kind of naive too. It was like, you know, I was I forgot how old I was. I was around like nine, ten. And he stole some Pokemon cards out of Walmart. Po- but they, oh, but man. They, they end up. Uh, Is it too late to turn you in? Yeah, no, nah, they caught us. They caught you. How they catch you? It was on camera. Like he, and then what? They, they, they ran you down? Yeah, so like, we was walking. Were you nah. fast back then? I didn't even have to run. We was walking to the car, and they just put up on us and like, hey, oh, ma'am, I think your your kid stole some Pokemon cards. I'm like, I ain't steal these. We, we, uh, you, you bought these. And my mom was like, I ain't buy those. And then I was like, then my cousin looked at me, and I was like, all right, well, well, we screwed. So basically, uh, we had we had got in trouble, and my, my, we got a whooping. So then the next thing was, oh, you got a whooping. What kind of whooping you get, dog? Oh uh, yeah, now my dad was pissed. Uh, like someone, hands, what, nah, switch, so, so, stick. What you get? Now my dad when he remember? used to my dad when he used to whoop us, we, we used to lay on the bed and he would have a belt. Oh, the belt! How did yeah. I forget about the belt? Yeah, so it was. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, my dad didn't like we're not running around the house or nothing like that. It was we was getting the belt. So and this is not child abuse, uh, you know, and they uh this back not in child abuse. Back in the day, you know, kids used to get whoopings. No not, doubt. Absolutely. Not, nowadays I don't you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, I know I am not whooping my kids. So um so uh, right I'm not whooping my kids. So uh they get in trouble though. So then the next thing I would have to say is uh I I, I might whoop my, yeah. my son Simon, he better watch. <laughs> and so yeah so with, with my other one man I was with like I was we used to live in Texas and I was hanging out with this kid and he was like hey man come over here we had rolled up some leaves and then tried to smoke it leaves like grass like and then try to smoke it we got called and my parents had to like police come over act like they was gonna like arrest us for smoking grass so like basically that like, my parents was like right grass used to be the term for weed no, but it was Old like school grass, like, but this this was legit grass. Legit grass. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and my, my I ain't pe- never done that. No, nah, it's always always. Who super, were you with for that? Uh, it was a kid in the neighborhood. Kid I was I was still I was I was probably like eight, like between. I was between nine and twelve. Nine, you was tearing it up. Nine, yeah. nine, you started getting a little rebellious. So yeah. was like nine, yeah. you were stealing Pokemon cars. Yeah, yeah. so I was smoking grass. Yeah, so and then like my parents had the police come like to the house, and they was acting like they was gonna arrest us, and then my parents were just like basically like. And it's like don't do drugs and this, this and that, and you know. So I kind of got that, that's probably the two biggest. Like, that ain't too bad. That ain't like too. That bad. ain't too bad. That ain't too like I ain't, I ain't do nothing. Like when I was a kid, I was like I'm really like a, I try to stay out of trouble. Like my oldest son, my youngest son, my oldest son is is more like that. He's like I'm not trying to get in no trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. Like so I, I just try not to. I try my best not to get in trouble. And then my dad, once I got older, he was just like everybody. Life is a garbage bag, and he was like the more baggage you add to your bag. The less people want to deal with you, mm. and he was like, "So the heavier your bag get, the less people want to deal with you." And I was like, "And he was like, and then if once you have a real heavy bag, people are only gonna deal with you until they have to, you know." So, and I was I always say like this: if I have like a light garbage day, my wife will take her trash out. But if it's a bunch of junk in there and it's spilling and it's heavy and all that, I gotta take it out. You know what I'm saying, and and that's that's kind of how people' life is. If it's a bunch of mess and a bunch of garbage you're dealing with, and your life is all, all in shambles, most people ain't trying to deal with you. But if if you look, if you cross all the boxes and and everybody's like, oh man, like he's a perfect dude, you know, he's great. You know, what I'm saying? some people gonna look at you funny, but in the, the day, 
everybody else gonna be like, man, I'm that's a solid dude right there. Right. You know, and that's right. that's the person I try You're to You're always be. gonna have some haters. Yeah, everybody's gonna always have gonna have somebody that yeah. got something negative to say yeah, about 100%. you. hundred percent. Yep. And that's probably been a been a uh a lesson for you over time too, that wasn't necessarily a question. How how have you learned to deal with comments on social media or anything at any time of anybody to say anything negative I, about you? I feel like my whole life is kind of I've always been in the, like, not public eye, but it's, i kind of been in the public eye because me having alopecia at five years old, random people see a bald head kid. They think I have cancer. They think I have something that most people are not used to seeing. So most people, when they look at me, they're like, oh, look at that kid. There's something wrong with him, da 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 when I was growing up. So then as I got older, when people start asking me questions, I just didn't care anymore. Like I just you like, were already I, immune to it. That was immune to it. Like I care. Like if you say, "Oh, Ryan, you're bald, you're ugly," it's like, "Ah, oh, I don't want to be ugly." I, I'm gonna say I'm not ugly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, Ryan, you suck. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna prove you wrong. But like to actually like, oh man, I can't believe Joe Blow said, you know, Ryan's such a bad dude. Like I don't care. Like it just at the end of the day, it really don't like what you say to me don't really matter. You know, like, it matters to my wife a little bit more. It matters to other people a little bit more. But, like, a person that I don't know, if you say something to me, like, why should that matter to me? You know, like, no like if you have, like, if you're, if you're saying something about me on Good Morning America, that's a little bit different. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, all right, now the whole world seeing it. It's like, now they have to proceed. They have to address it. Yeah. You know, but when it's just more on, like, a random person seeing me or, how they view comment me. Comment on your Facebook or something like that. On a- like, I, I used to, it was a point in my life I had so many comments, I didn't even look at them. And it's not, it's not as a, a good or bad thing. I just didn't look at them because then they was like, if you say something good about me, I appreciate it. If you say something bad about me, I don't care. So I'm just not going to look at all this stuff. So. No doubt. No doubt. One of the questions they had was, was there a turning point in your career? If so, what was that turning point? Like a, a, a definite moment where it clicked for you. And I, I would probably say more so on the football field and maybe even in the industry because you're still learning. But I know so, there had to be some point where it kind of clicked a little bit here too. But anything on or off the field? So I would say in football, my, my, turning, my turning moment was my second to third year. So Michelle, my wife, me and her started like talking and dating then. And then she ended up moving to Pittsburgh. And when she moved to Pittsburgh, it kind of like – when she moved, my best friend moved here too, and he was my trainer. And it kind of clicked for me because I started actually going to work out and like rehab and pay attention to my body and all that stuff a lot, a little bit more than I used to. And so, like before, I used to work out in the afternoons, and I, I didn't really work out as consistent. Even when I worked out with the Steelers facility, I work out, but it was I wasn't working out for real. I wasn't really working as hard as I should. I was watching film and stuff like that, but like when it came, it was just like working out. So then my trainer was like, "Hey Ryan, let's try let's try to work out in the morning just to get out of the way." So then we ended up start working out at like we had to be at a facility at nine or eight. Eight or nine. Our meeting started at nine. So I, I was like, he was like, hey, let's work out at like 7.30. So I was like, all right, cool. The, 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 where I worked out wasn't far, so I was like, all right, cool. So I'll be done around like 8.30. Then I'll get to the facility like 8.45, you know, or it was, I would get to the facility like 8.30, 8.45. So then I was like, dang, it's kind of rushing it. So then he was like, all right, let's work out at 6.30. So I work out at 6.30, then I'll get to the facility, and I'll be there like an hour before I'm meeting. And then I was spending time with like one of my uh, – 
former teammates, and I was like, hey, man, can you put on, like, run plays? Because he was a safety. And he was like, if you get in here before me, I'll put on run plays. So I was like, all right, bet. So then I was like, hey, Jerome, we got to start working out earlier because Mike's been an asshole. It wasn't like he was been like, an asshole. It was just more like he was just like, if you want to watch what you want to watch, get here before me. You know what I'm saying? It's like the TV. If you want to watch right. TV, what you want to watch on TV, if you watch it, if you get to TV before me, you can watch what you want. So then I was like, all right, cool. So we started working out at 6, I think, or 6.30 or, or something like that. And then I was, and I was in there for like an hour before him. And then he was like, all right. He's like, all right, I see you. And then, but I, I would get there like 30 minutes before him. But then when I was there with him, we would watch film, but it would be like a lot of people in there we will be talking. So it would be like a lot of time I'll be noticing that I'm talking and watching film. So I wasn't able just to get like time to myself. Film room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like so we're still watching it, but you're like joking around yep. and like yep. but you you still got a lot of film in. So I was just like, hey Jerome, let's start going earlier but so I can actually like get in like an hour at least by myself. Before anybody even gets yeah, in. Yeah, like an hour or two by myself. So he's like, All right, bet. He's like, You're gonna have to get up early, bro. So he was like All right. so we start working up waking up at four oh five, working out at four oh five? Four oh five, work out uh four forty five. I get to the facility at five forty five AM. Then I will work out at, I mean, then I'll be there from 6 to 9. Like, so our meeting started at 9. So I'll get there at 6. I'll watch, uh, like, an hour and 30 minutes, and then, like, the first person will start rolling in and like at, like, 7.30, and then it's, like, 8, and then 9. But it's, like, I already got an hour and 30 minutes in every single day by myself watching film. You was watching film so then three I, hours. Yeah, three hours before, uh, every day before everybody got in. So then... My third year, I just started making hella plays. And I'm like, like, and it was just like, I would see stuff on the field. I was like, was like oh, they're not about to do this. And then it's like, boom. I'm like, oh. And it's like, it started clicking. I was like, all right. I was like, I got to start. I got to just start doing this consistently. And and then I just, then my fourth year, I did it. And I, I was probably in the running for like the defensive player of the year. I, I had the Pro Bowl. And, um, and then did I. Did you make the Pro Bowl the last two years, third mm-hmm. and fourth year? Yeah, yeah. The nope. third and fourth year, and then, uh, and then I ended up getting hurt. But like, I was like, man, that really changed my career in the insurance industry. What really changed it for me was, uh, it was kind of crazy. We had a month. It was like it was like it was going up and down. You know, I'll make it a little bit here, make it a little bit there. Then we had a month, and I think it was like I forgot if it was February. I forgot what month it was, but it was. Uh, you know, Braden and Evan and I, the team was just doing super, super well. And I ended up making like 45 G's in a month. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I'm like, I'm like, that's crazy. You know, like, because at first I was like making a decent amount. But we started making like, we made like 45 G's in a month. And I was like, like, man, that's, that's solid. So then I just really just thought about like, man, let me see if I can bring more guys in here and more people in here and just figure out ways to just, Keep growing the 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 industry because the the team because I was like if we can continue to if if I made forty five some of the guys on my team made just as the, that that or more and I was like man if I can continue to bless other people like this man it's gonna be awesome amen yeah so what do you think about the the young people in our business that have had the success that you've seen them have um, that was on your team before we made the transition what. What what sticks out to you about some of those young cats? Like if somebody's listening, like man, what what would I have to do to come in and have that level of success? You know, where you've seen young people 
you know, young, being 20, 22. So, so the biggest thing that a lot of people see is, like, on social media, you look at somebody, something, and most people, like, they post stuff, but they're not actually about it. You know, like, dudes be like, oh, I'm working out, you know, or uh, I'm in here, I'm grinding every day. You know what I'm saying? And, and when I was playing football, like, dudes would be posting s- summer drills. And it was like, they'll do the drill for 10 minutes, and then, like, they chill for the rest of the time. Like, these dudes, if they posting at 12 p.m., I mean, leaving here at 11 p.m., they really do that. Like, they actually here all day. Like, they actually, and in, and the thing is, they actually going to dinner together. They actually trying to help each other grow. We was reading books together. It, like, the personal, the, the personal and self-development here is on another level compared to where a lot of other people are in life. And that's one thing that I really respect about these guys, these 20-year-olds, these 19-year-olds. 24 year olds is because personal their, development their personal development is 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 through the roof and it's allowing them to understand the sacrifice they got to make now and it's going to help them when they're 30 40 50 years old and their kids too no doubt no doubt i think that's one of the best things i love seeing about the, the young folks in, in our culture what they've adopted that i've tried to preach for so long is the self-development that's what i think people get you know i tell people that transition into this out of high school or out of college, I'm like, look, if this ain't what you end up doing for the rest of your life, if this ain't what you retire doing and you're here for a year, you will get better. You're going to learn how to talk to people better. Your sales development is going to be better. Your sales skill set, but your internal personal development is going to get developed mentally, physically, spiritually, all those things that if you did move on and do something else, all those things, that experience is, is going to be something that would also carry those people. Uh, 100%. 100%. When, when one of the questions they ask is, is um, when you went through your injury, if you ever got down and, and, and depressed after realizing that you wasn't going to be able to play ball and, and how did you cope with that mentally? As a friend, you know, I know that this is something that you've overcome, but I know it still creeps up, yeah. you know, every, every now and then. So how would you coach somebody through – uh, so I, I would definitely say I was depressed in, in moments. I'll have times where I'll be sad. You know, I didn't ask, like, why me that much? But I, I, I would, you know, I would be like, man, I wish I could still play. Man, I wish I still had an opportunity because at the end of the day, I love football. Like, I, I love I love it to this day, and I, I loved it a lot when I played. That's all I, like, I know football longer than I know my wife. You know, I don't, the only, th- only people I know longer than football is my mom, my dad, my sister, I mean, my mom, my dad, my brother, my grandparents. And, you know, some of my cousins, I know them just as long, but it's like, you know, we, we see each other here and there, but it was, but my, it's really football, you know? So, like, that was almost like every day I did something that involved football in my life, pretty much from like 10 to 25, you know? So I think most people would get depressed if that happened to them. Um, but I think one way I coped with it was I would just constantly lean on my friends. I talk to my family. Uh, I trust in God. And another way I, I cope with it is I like you know video games. I like going to sporting events. I like uh, spending time with my wife, watching movies. And then I, I had read a few books that helped me just understand. You know, sometimes things happen to you. It doesn't mean that. It's the end. It doesn't mean that your life is over. It doesn't mean that everything is is done. It's just an obstacle in your way. And a lot of times people will let that obstacle 
change them into a person for the worse. And you have to understand it's just an obstacle. And let that change that obstacle change you for the better. Amen. So that's a that's one thing that kind of helped. Speaking me of work. books, we got uh, Walking Miracle back here. You know, also <laughs> for you, for those of you that are looking for a good book to throw into your arsenal, uh, Walking Miracle by Ryan Shazier also would would be another another great book. To wrap it up, what what uh what would you say to somebody out there? You know, I hate to only single out the young folks, but a lot of the young folks right now that are transitioning out of uh, high school or out of college, you know, somebody looking for an internship or they want to come here and they're nervous about it. What would you say to them? What, explain the culture and what, how would you encourage those people to come on, come on board? The one thing I'll definitely say is that most people just have to understand, put your pride aside. You know, a lot of times people are like, man, I can't do that. I ain't about to be calling all these people. I ain't, I ain't got time for this. I ain't got time for that. But then they'll go to McDonald's and work there. I'm like, man, I hate my job. You know, so to me, I'll say put your pride aside and just understand that the opportunity here is unlimited. You know, so there's people here that make, you know, 5K a week. Some people here make 2K a week. And some people here make 50K a week. You know, people, it's millionaires here. And, and the thing is that I, I would tell people when it comes to transitioning is if you're just willing to sacrifice, you know, Time now for what you want to be later in your life. Amen. This is the spot for you. You Amen. know, it's a lot of people that want everything now and not willing to sacrifice. And if you ain't have no job right now, if you don't have a plan right now, if you have no goals right now, like you're not going to go anywhere. And to me, I think this is a perfect opportunity for you to understand where you can continue to get better. You can get an internship. You can understand the business. Make money while you're interning and then also be like, oh, snap, I can I can do this for 10 years and then have and have residuals for the rest of my life and my family's life and be set. And you 20, you come here at 19, be done at 29 and then boom, your family good for the rest of their life and you can go back and do what you want to do. No so to me, I We've think we've had just, people in college their last year or two. I mean, they, they had crazy work ethics, but we had, we had people in college actually out of our Columbus office with uh, my friend, ben, Pat Bendor, who you met. Uh, we had guys in there get, get an MGA contract. One of the higher levels of, of, of uh, leadership you can get here while he was still going to college. Mm, yeah. You know, imagine coming out of college with that contract and that, Situation because you already set yourself up for the last last year or two. And the, so. and the thing, last thing I like to tell people about transition is, is like, you don't have to transition by yourself. It because most guys coming out of high school, most guys coming out of college, you know somebody else that's doing the same thing, and you know somebody else that's you're like, hey, what you about to do after this? Well, I don't know. I might go to CCAC. I don't know. I'm I don't know. I, I'm thinking I might get a summer job. But I don't know what I want to do. Man, you just finished playing football. Man, I ain't, I'm not going to make it to the league. I don't know what I want to do. Man, it, you know three more or four more people like that with you. Just say, hey, man, man, I think this is a cool opportunity over here. We can make some good money. Let's work out let's, together. Let's, let's work out together. Let's run it up together. Hold each other accountable. And then, boom, now you and your homies all making bread. You know, so I think it's just – it's a lot of opportunities Amen. in this. And I think a lot of times people see like, oh, man, I don't want to try that. I, I'm scared. And, you know, the last thing is if, if you just really look into it, like we're backed by, by you know, Globe Life and, and, and huge companies and just let you know that's been around for 100 years. So, like, for the people that's around you that's, that's trying to scare you off, just understand that 
this is something that you can really trust. No doubt. Yeah. Globe, uh, I was looking for a team to root for in the playoffs. And, you know, Globe is the official uh, life insurance company mm-hmm. of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Globe Life Park, uh, naming rights to the mm-hmm. Texas Rangers Stadium. Globe's been around for 100 years. Globe has more policyholders mm-hmm. than any other insurance company in the United States. No other company has more policyholders than Globe Life over uh, over the last 100 years, man. So uh, for those, if you know somebody that's looking for an opportunity, you know, we don't do this all the time, but if, if you know somebody that's looking for an opportunity, this is going to be a special year, uh, 2023. We wouldn't be partnering up with, with Ryan. We wouldn't be doing the things that we're doing right now if it wasn't going to be a special year. We've had consistent growth, but nothing's going to be like 2023. And if you want to get personal uh, developed, you know, if you want to get developed personally, mentally, physically, spiritually, you want to get your bank account up a little bit, you know somebody that needs some experience, looks for a good culture, send them our way. We're, uh, we're ready to make an impact. So uh, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day.